that level of drama where you have sides attacking, like Jake Paul fans saying this, and then you have Alyssa fans saying that. How do you think you would deal with a situation like that? I would because that comes with the territory. I would actually crumble. But this is why I'm not an influencer. This is why I haven't. I could easily. Uh, you know, be like, Alyssa, let's do YouTube. I yeah. mean, Alyssa's always trying to put me on. She's mm-hmm. one of the best friends I've ever had. Oh, I know. Life. Yeah, she puts you on I blast. mean, she is just, when my show came out, she plugged it. Like, Welcome to the podcast, another episode of Living Large. If you're new here, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and join the Living Large fan base. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Today's guest, we have a actress. She's a model scout. She's got her own Snapchat show. And we met at this random ass club slash bar in a basement. Did we? Vivian Benitez. 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 Fuck. Oh my God. I'm clearly the least famous person no. you've ever had on this. You're just, podcast. you have a difficult last name. It, what is it? Of, is it of, Benitez. is it of Cuban Benitez. descent? Cuban. If I were to guess. No, I'm just <laughs> if I were to guess. She just told me before the podcast where she's from. 100%. Do you remember Cuban. when we met? No, I don't remember when we went. Oh, wow. It was your birthday. Remember we were at what? that place under the Roosevelt? That was my... We met there. <laughs> this was my 21st birthday. You was it your 21st birthday? Yeah, you got to give me some... Yeah, yeah, some of course. Like so she's like, wait, there. I don't even remember this guy. He texted me to be on the podcast. He's like, I'm like, who are you? I'm like, oh, remember? Like four years ago? Four years ago. I, I mean, I haven't seen you in like almost that amount of time. I know. And it's funny because... Uh, you need to walk me through how we met because I really have no recollection. Well, that's all that I remember. I think uh, you're friends with Alyssa Violet, who I yes. was friends with her slash roommates with back in the day. Right. And she was like, hey, I'm at the Roosevelt at this birthday party. You should come. Oh, and my God. Yeah, we had it at Beecher's Madhouse. It opened for one night. It was right. My that place birthday. doesn't exist anymore, does yeah, it? Yeah, and it's, it was, it's so cool. There's, it's just... it's. Wasn't like they're like a big Beyonce or something? What was Big Beyonce. And you know how, you know how drunk I was? So... And this is such like a bullshit Hollywood story. I I was sitting I, there with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh god! Remember that the, the lookalike? There was a Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike there. there. Was okay. So this is where I'm going with this. Okay. So like two weeks before that, and that was when I was you know uh, I was on like my club crawling. Okay. Scene. Okay. Okay. And a couple weeks before that, I had uh, I had like met and i say with like quotations met johnny depp at hyde oh no oh yeah it was johnny depp okay and and he was so sweet like you know doing, <laughs> did he sound like what do you say like? johnny depp does That's how he I talks? Had, remember i used to have i used to wear a gold tooth yes and he like commented on something about the gold tooth and then that was it does he, and he, does he was, mumble like that he was yeah i was very mumbly he's like, these <laughs> these days you have to you know Keep your gold where no one can see it. I like your stuff. Like, he did not it was, say that. Yes, it was something like that. It was, was he still like playing something... Pirates of the Caribbean or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of who he was. Mm. Who he is. I think he's just kind of playing himself, but like pirate. Like okay. Anyway, <laughs> and I was so drunk, and so like had the audacity to even if even if I saw Johnny Depp on the street the next day, I wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. There was a lookalike Johnny Depp at Beecher's. Yeah. And I was like Johnny what's up and the guy was like yeah hey and i'm like and and my my friend next to me was like vivian that's not actually johnny depp and you're such a fucking loser you know what's crazy i thought it was i looked so much like johnny literally depp. split image of johnny depp. and i was there and that was like when i was new into hollywood and yeah I was like, yo johnny depp's here and i like thought about it because i saw a bunch of like the big beyonce and then there was someone else and i was like yep 
Okay, this isn't the real Johnny Depp. And they had we. Do you remember Wee Man from Jackass? Yes. Wee Man oh, was Wee Man flying on. No, not lookalike. Oh, it, it was, was actually real Wee Man flying. They it had was him real suspend. Wee Man. <laughs> real Wee Man flying suspended through the club. You don't that, remember? It's that that. That was a crazy weird party. I just burped. Can you hear that? Yeah, we can hear everything. Shit. How classy is she? She brought her own bottle of wine. She's going to down it and probably be Liddy McSplitty by the end of this podcast. I know you're really going to get it out of me. I mean, I don't know. There's not much I can't do better with a couple glasses of wine in me. There you, know? you go. I'm doing 30 days sober or else I would join That's, you with some I'm tequila. so happy for you. I'm so happy I have to do you. it. But I, I like to lead the podcast off with a personal like story anecdote. That was one of them. Here's another great one. that mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, a year ago? Roughly a year ago. No, what happened to you? Remember when ago? we were texting and you're like, "Hey, when are you gonna take me on a date?" And then I was like, "That was I have a not girlfriend. a year ago. That uh, was like, was it a year ago? Yeah, probably. A year oh ago. my god. I was like, I have a no, girlfriend, because, and then you okay. never texted me back. No, 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 no. We we got to talk about this because it, since I had met you, it was always like back and forth. We met how many years ago? Like three, four, yeah. four three, oh, four. How do you know? Twenty five. No, 22. It was my no, I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 22. Then we didn't <laughs> meet at your 21st birthday. At Beecher's if it was if it was at, at the Beecher's Roosevelt. Madhouse, then we met um, on my 21st birthday, but I'm I'm turning 23 in December, so it's been like a year. It's only been a year and a half. Has it? No, that was so long ago. Then it wasn't your birthday that we were there for. Yeah, then it must. Because I lived with Alyssa, and that was three years ago. Okay, then it, you didn't meet me on my twenty first okay, birthday. Okay, then I met you. You on your were life. at my twenty first birthday. That's not when we met. Right, we met at the, the Roosevelt thing. Anyways, regardless, we've known each anyways, other for a few years. So, anyways, few years. but um, what was I saying? That every time we talk, it's very. Oh yeah, every back time we we talked, it was like back and forth, and like you know, it was always something. Like we were, I feel like we were always planning on going out and of doing course. something. We were flirting. It was a very flirtatious yeah, yeah. Uh, beginning of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it, I, you're like one of those guys who just like texts you that is just like, hey, what's up at like 10 p.m. And like, I'm just not going to. Oh, do I'm that. that guy. Yeah, you're that guy. I mean, I think it happened like five times where you're just like, fuck. what's up at 10 p.m. I went through a, and a so very all, fuck boy stage. All I said to you was, hey, do you, like. I kind of give you like an ultimatum, which was just like, yeah. you're going to take me on a date or I'm not like talking to you like this. Yeah. This is weird. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those girls that you can text whenever you want and just be like, what's going on? What's I like that good? you call me out on that. Yeah. And then you That's said you dope. had a girlfriend. So I backed off. I'm very, yeah, yeah. very respectful. And I I didn't, you know, I didn't answer just because of that reason. Like when someone says I'm in a relationship, like that's hands off for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's very nice of you. Yeah. Maybe I could get a nice coffee with you sometime <laughs> in the morning in at the like eight thirty in the morning how's that oh, eight thirty in the morning sounds great okay cool we'll do runyon and then we'll go get a cup mm-hmm. of coffee mm-hmm. um well yeah thanks for calling me out guys i i was a fuck boy when i first moved out to los angeles i thought i was a shit um i'm not like that anymore <laughs> oh are you not yeah, did thanks. this relationship I, change you did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, actually, it did. But you know, I text a girl at like nine thirty now. You know, oh, I try to keep yes. it. Yes, <laughs> nine thirty. I mean, before you know, before, before 10, ten, it's you know, it's everyone's. It's okay. Game. Yeah, it's okay. Sure. I uh, mean, it, it's just a I'm little. Kidding. 
I'm kidding. More respectful. But 10 p.m. is not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not. It's not 2 a.m. after the club type shit. Oh, my. Yes. That's way worse. But I'm sleeping anyway. So I always get those texts like in the morning and I laugh. Yeah. I want to talk about because I hit you up to hang out this weekend and you're like, oh, I like to go down to like Laguna during the weekends, right? Yes. Why? You're like, I got to get out of L.A. Why do you? You're so in L.A. because you uh, we'll get into like the model scouting and what you do. Uh-huh. Why do you like to get out of L.A. when you're like, um, that's your I'm lifestyle? Just, I am just a, like I need the ocean. And why not Santa Monica? Why not Venice? That water Malibu? is brown. It's disgusting. <laughs> like I literally every time I've gone in that water, it's really I, cold I think too. I've come out either pregnant or with HPV. <laughs> I definitely have HPV just from going just in the, from water, the water in LA. So what's it's the difference disgusting. between Laguna though? It's still the same no, ocean. No, 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 no. Laguna is absolutely gorgeous. It's like fucking Hawaii. Like you can swim out 30 feet. Aren't there sharks? No, no, there's not. I mean, it's crystal clear. You swim out like a hundred yards. It's 30 feet deep and you can see straight to the bottom. It's beautiful. It's absolutely. And it's just like a smaller town. It's a completely different vibe. It's an hour and a half away. And it's just it really does feel like you're on vacation. I just need to like get out of Dodge sometimes, you know, this like bullshit. But why? No, that's what I want to get into. Like why? Because a lot of people listening, they don't live in Los Angeles and the right. dream like that we all portray in social media mm-hmm. and whatever is like you got to go to LA if you want to be a model an actor yep. or whatever you know like yeah but a lot of us like while we're here and, and a lot of people say the same thing you're saying is like LA sucks and that's like a perception too. my brother even he's like you know why'd you move to LA like everybody's fake as fuck like yeah I mean I don't really so you know I'm I came from New York and this is this is what I always say. This is my theory about L.A. New York is that uh, New York is a city that takes energy from you, but the people give it. And L.A. is a city that gives you energy, but the people take it. And I much rather be in a city that I don't have to rely on people, Mm -hmm. which is why I do love L.A. and California so much. That it's just like whenever I'm feeling a little drained, I can drive down to Laguna. I can go to the desert. I can yeah. go to the mountains. I can do whatever I want. And and in New York, I mean, there's really no escape. It's like I, I, I moved to L.A. and I didn't realize that like you didn't have to be miserable. I thought that was just like a part of life, you know, Yeah. growing up in, in New York and being there for so long. It was just I, I thought that was just how the regular like human state were you from new york new york like manhattan so i mean i'm from new jersey but i'll never admit it okay why but <laughs> no but how do you say I mean, water water oh okay cool water no i'm not like from Jer- like I, I grew up like 20 minutes out of the city so i was in the city so much and i know it doesn't count but still um and then I moved there when I was 17 as an adult and lived there for a couple years by so yourself by, yeah oh, by wow. myself um so I just always I, I came f- from New York to LA. So I'm always just like, yeah, New York. Why'd you choose LA? Did um, you visit here before? And then we were like, oh, I want to go no, here. No, I well, I'd been here once before, but I, I mean, it was kind of a funny story. I, I was working in New York uh, at one management with Scott Lips, and is that a modeling agency? Yeah, it's a modeling agency, and um, I was just really, really depressed, and I was living in like 
a five bedroom apartment in someone's like walk-in closet. I was paying a thousand dollars for a walk-in closet. Really? I lived in a walk-in closet too really? when we first met, except I didn't pay rent. No way. <laughs> yeah. $1,200. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. New York's like rent an, is crazy. Like New York's LA is bad, crazy. but New York is next level terrible. Yeah. And I was, it wasn't like en suite. It was like in the, in the hallway and it was a good size walk-in closet. <laughs> I could fit a, I could fit a full bed in there, which yeah. was nice, Okay, but nothing else. Okay. Um, and I was so, like bringing guys back and you're like, no, Hey, come on to my closet. One, I was like 18 and yeah, no, (laughs) um, I, um, and I was just like super depressed and I, I figured out what, you know, what I actually wanted to do with my life was, was to act. And that took a long time to admit because I was, you know, I started working in the fashion industry at Mm -hmm. 16 and so to admit that I wanted to actually be in front of the camera was like a huge thing for me when, you know, I was so ingrained that I was like a behind the scenes person. And, you know, um, did people give you shit for that or did you No, this was all in my in your head? This was okay, all yeah. in my own head. I mean, I, think I, I had was a similar 18 thing. years old. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I know a little bit about yours that you were you were behind the scenes with mm-hmm. Alyssa and, and Logan and all of them. Yeah. Right. And then and, and then I was like nervous to go in nervous. front of the camera because right. I was kind of intimidated by them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like sitting here and I'm like. Oh, I'm supposed to be a guy that films, but like I really, you know, I went to college to be on TV. So like it was weird for me to come out here and be not on it. Exactly. And watch all these other people be on, be on it. it. Right. And I was like, that's what I want to do. What, yeah. But and like, I'm yeah. helping all of these people. Not that this was your experience, but I was like helping all of these models. <laughs> Uh, you know become something and they weren't appreciative they weren't handling it like a business right. they weren't appreciative they weren't doing everything that they could be and i was like oh god if i was blessed with the ability to just be paid for what i looked like and that had that had nothing to do with my talent or my brain mm-hmm. i would the things i would be doing if i could model you know right. what i mean hi i'm arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called investing with ibd Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, not so, to say that all models are like that, but I definitely all, understand. No. I want to get on to this like, topic since this is what you do. When I first moved out here, it was a very strange thing the way this modeling world looks. Because mm-hmm. the girls live in a model house. Yeah. Which, and, and I always, and I, and I figured this out early on, and I had a friend that I... She lived in Toronto and she's like, I want to move out to L.A. Yeah. And I was like, don't fall into the trap. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, half the girls that come out here, they fall into this trap where they go into the clubs and they become like, oh, you know, go to the club every night and hang out with promoters. And then that's what they do. Then the other half, they work hard. You know, they build their Instagram following and they go book these jobs for PacSun and all this, whatever. Now Ignite is everyone's with Ignite. Um, 
damn Blazarian's company? Yeah. Did you really just plug that? Ugh. I mean, I'm not plugging it, but I, I made a joke in the last podcast that he employs like half the girls in L.A. I just think he's like disgusting. <laughs> I really do. I I've think, never I, met him I personally. Think, I think no, nor have I. But I think what he's doing to the culture just on Instagram is is ap- like an abomination. Yeah. I really, really do think that. I, I think that this like fuck bitches get get money and smoke weed and you know not that these girls are blameless. Mm-hmm. I think I think. I'm going to dig myself into a hole here because I have such, I have very strong opinions about absolutely everything, which you'll find out. (laughs) But that's something that I really do not think is good for anybody to be idolizing, you know? I know, I know. He's like a, like college driven demographic, I would say. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about him. Anyways, getting back to what I was saying. Um, how does it work? Because I know they live in these model houses and I, and I would see girls at the club at one Oak. One girl's like a huge model now. Mm -hmm. She was like 16 at one Oak. Yeah, totally. How does that work? Like, how are these girls like they living in a model house? They don't pay rent. Right. But they have to pay it back. They have to pay it back. Yeah. And how are they and why are they going to the club? Um, underage, like significantly underage. Because they're beautiful and they don't look... I mean, I was going to the club at 16, 17. Okay. You know what I mean? And I'm not like... Whatever. I'm not a model. Um, I, they're beautiful and these guys want... They don't care. It's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. It's a really skeezy, dark underbelly of every city. But why don't the modeling agency step in and say, hey, look, like if we catch you out at the club, like you're gone. You know, there's no like guidelines or restrictions. It's kind of expected. It feels like I think I mean, I know that. I I, I know that I've never been a part of a company that, you know, Mm -hmm. represents any of those girls. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know because I know that I've, I've only worked for kind of top tier yeah yeah you're with Wilhelmina now yeah 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 I work for Wilhelmina mm-hmm. now but but even <clears throat> even before like I, I work for professionals that don't want to deal with that shit and so they just you can tell if that if a, that kind of girl walks in the doors and mm-hmm. you just don't represent them right it's, it's as easy as that I, I don't know about all of these other girls and I also don't think I think these girls are their own people and it's not the modeling agency's job it's their parents and like where are their parents yeah, why, yeah. why aren't you asking about their parents you know what I mean if they're 16 and at One Oak you think that it's the person that employs them's job to tell them not no, to be yeah, at one yeah, you're making it, a good, yeah. you know it should be it should be the parents I think well I agree and I was even at a party uh, previously and and I'm sitting there and, and talking to this girl and she like tried to kiss me and I was like whoa and tried to kiss mm-hmm. me again I backed up I'm like no chill like this is no I'm not I'm not about that anyways we're sitting there and then some dude comes up he's like hey how old are you and she's like 18 he's like no you're not you're 17 he's like let me see your ID and she's like I, lost, I, I forgot it and I was like wow like 17 years old, one o'clock in the morning out in this, you know, mansion party or whatever. Like where's, and I literally said this to my friend, I go, where's your fucking mom? Yeah. Like why is your mom allowing you to be at this party at one in the morning at 17? When I was 17, I just hit the mic. (laughs) When I was 17, my curfew was 11 PM. And if I didn't meet my curfew, I was grounded. Yeah. I didn't have the same experience. (laughs) I was just, I mean, I, I started working at 16. I, I, I have an eighth grade education. 
Literally. Really? You didn't go to college or high school? I, I dropped out of freshman year. And my mom said, um, you either need to get your GED and go to community college or you need to get a job, thinking I would never actually get a job. And um, and I got a job. <laughs> well, you had to grow up really fast. Then. I, I, yeah, I lied. I lied uh, and said I was 18 and applied for an assistant position at Wilhelmina, Miami. And I got it. Uh, and by the time they, you know, found out that I wasn't, it was too late. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Everyone just swept, swept it under the rug. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a completely different team than it was now. It is now. But um, but yeah, I so are you I, cold. No, I'm good. OK, thank you. It is a little my my, my feet are cold. Just um, have, a, have another glass of wine. I Come know. on. <laughs> um, so I've been I've been paying taxes and paying rent and completely self-sufficient from from 16. So I think that kind of warranted me at 17 being. Out yeah. and doing things. But I'm not I, saying I was a saint at yeah, 17. Yeah, yeah, I was totally. still, you know, partying it up at 17. But everyone, yeah. But I it's guess. a different vibe than LA, like Ohio versus LA. Yeah. I'm I not exposed imagine. to like cocaine in the club, you know, at, at yeah, Ohio yeah. at a bonfire, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm like, I don't even, I guess, when's the first time I saw, like, even Miami, I didn't see. Drugs. A lot of drugs. I mean, again, yeah. I was I was really young, but I was yeah. still at like Wall. I was literally at Wall when I was like seven. That's a club, right? It's a club. I've only been to Miami like once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it was a club a club in Miami, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Everyone grows up differently. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're doing now. You're uh-huh. working. You're a model scout. Is that essentially what your job is? Because that's what I, I yes. kind of got the vibe from the Snapchat show. Yeah, totally. So what do you um, do? I am. Um, first and foremost, an actress. Um, <laughs> I act and I, I work for Wilhelmina scouting talent. Okay. And so what does that job look like? Do you, you go out and meet them? Do you find them on Instagram? Do you every, everything, all, all, all of the above, all of the above? It really, I mean, God, it's not that interesting, which is why I don't think I got a second season of the snap show. So what was the snap show? I saw that, and I think I texted you, and I said congrats. Um, yeah, Snapchat. I got um, it's the Snapchat show was was a whole situation because it started as um, this this pilot that that we did with Wilhelmina and NBC that never went anywhere, mm-hmm. and then I guess they like test grouped it and my my character, and I'm gonna say character because none of it's real. Um, uh, okay, it was scripted reality. As, er- as every all, reality as is, yeah. all reality yeah. is, except yeah. my life, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my my character is the only one that that test group well, and so we went back and uh, developed my show, which started as something um, that that was kind of like a coming of age story about a young girl in LA trying to pursue her dreams, and that also had this amazing job and and. Um, figuring out how to balance those two things because I think most actresses come to LA and they have to be waiters and Mm -hmm. that's never been my that's never been my thing Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that but not that being there's anything wrong with being a waiter I I fully came to LA ready to wait tables and do that whole thing but that just hasn't been my my path and then you know uh, Snapchat got involved and then E got involved and um, it turned into the show that it, it was today, and I'm and I'm proud of the show we made. Uh, it's definitely different from the show that I started mm-hmm. to try and make. Um, but 
yeah it's it's just they're they're five minute episodes it's i think it's also everyone's trying to figure out how to tell stories in short form and that's really really tough we did we did eight five minute episodes and to have like i'm really proud that we had an arc in that story and everything made sense but um it it was really interesting for me because before that i was unknown Mm -hmm. and um i i've always had friends like Alyssa violet Mm -hmm. and all of these huge people and all i wanted i felt like was to have followers like I'm just like oh maybe like these girls in LA will finally be nice to me if some people know who I am right like that was really a, I was really a, a, a point feeling. of contention yeah. for me um and it's it's just so funny that when people started paying attention it's given me like the worst anxiety of my entire life you know um as soon as I got eyeballs and as soon as people s- started giving me their opinions on me and and what the frustrating part was, was this wasn't even me. Yeah. You know, I, I created, I created someone uh, uh, definitely based on me. Uh, the whole, the whole, everything's based on me, but it's just an exaggerated version times a hundred of myself. So if I look really bratty, it's times a hundred bratty, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was so interesting to get everyone's feedback and opinion on the show. And it was, it was just, what I thought I wanted then became really, really scary for me. So it was, it was just a very, very interesting What made it process. scary? Like, cause, cause that's what you wanted, right? You came here to be an actor and this is, an actor, this is an outlet, yeah. right? You're on a Snapchat show. Totally. Fuck, Snapchat's a huge platform. Hundreds of millions of people use it. Yeah. You know? When, and, and it, and it got like 10 million views, which is really crazy. Mm-hmm. But what the problem was that I ran into with the snap show is that, yeah, I'm an actress and I had no character to hide behind really because they were playing yourself. The show's called Vivian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no matter what I tell people, they're, they're going to think that that, that was me. And, um, you know, and I, and I definitely got a lot of love for it. It's not like all, all of it was bad, but the, the five bad comments that i would get on my instagram as opposed to the thousand that were nice really fucked me up and i wasn't prepared for that and it kind of made me realize i had always been on this wave of like i feel like every influence ever is like fuck what people think blah Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. you have to i no i don't believe you have to i am such a i care so much about what people think and i think brene brown said this we are neurobiologically hardwired to care what people think you haven't hacked that none of us have hacked that and it's all about then choosing whose opinions matter right right well i think i think what it comes down to and i've talked about this many times because i went through a very tough like mental state through social media and shit Mm -hmm. um i think it comes down to insecurities you're feeling in yourself that are validated by the other people for example if i feel like i've put on weight and then i see a comment that says damn dude you've put on weight totally i just validated that because you see the truth yeah because he he sees it and it's like oh fuck like i thought that and then i validated it through this random motherfucker that i don't even know that's true yes 100 percent. and i see and maybe i haven't gotten out on the other end of it but i really do I just care, man. Like I, I, I really, really do. And I, and I always like, I'll, I'll see a terrible comment and I understand that the reason why it's hurting me is because there's some truth to that. So exactly. We wouldn't, it wouldn't affect us if yeah. we didn't think it was true. Ex- but yeah. even the non-true shit effect, like, I mean, does that get to you? 
because it doesn't get to me. And I'm going to be honest, like if I see someone say something, I go, wow, this person took the time out of their day Uh to write a negative comment. They must be feeling really bad about themselves. And then I say something back positive to them. Like, hey, I hope you're having a good day. Because it's like if you have to say shit to me about how I'm living my life and have an opinion on my life, then what does that say about your life? Totally. And I get all that. I wish I felt all that. You know, I wish I could I could read something and have that thought process. I mean, I'm a very, very, very self-aware person. I, I rely on my awareness more than I rely on my intellect. But for, you know, maybe it's my age, but I just care. And I, um, I, I think in this industry, everyone's like, you got to have tough skin. You got to have tough mm-hmm. skin. I have very thin skin that regenerates really quickly. And so I think that's sometimes even better than mm-hmm. having tough skin because tough skin's like, oh, I don't fuck what people think. I don't care. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I care a lot and I've got thin skin and it's really easy to break it. But I, I bounce back really, really quick. And so I, I, that's just how I'm dealing with things right now, you know, and I, I'm sure it's not. How do you think you would deal with a very dramatic situation? Like, for example, your friend Alyssa, our friend Alyssa. Mm-hmm. She's been in dramatic situations, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole breaking up with Jake Paul and then the whole like getting uh, the Barley House in Cleveland. She like they got in like a fight or something. I can't remember what the drama was, but like <laughs> that level of drama where you have sides attacking like Jake Paul fans saying this and then you have Alyssa fans saying that. How do you think you would deal with a situation like that? Um, I would because f- that comes with the territory I would actually crumble. But this is why I'm not an influencer. This is why I haven't. I could easily. Uh, you know, be like, Alyssa, let's do YouTube. I yeah. mean, Alyssa's always trying to put me on. She's mm-hmm. one of the best friends I've ever had. Oh, I know. Life. Yeah. She put you on I blast. mean, she is just, when my show came out, she plugged it like very easily. Could I start a YouTube channel? And I think I'd be, be kind of good at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I will not subject myself to what she's gone through. I just won't. It's so sad to see. And it's as a friend going through all of that with her from team 10 to, to right now, it's just, it's been super heartbreaking and she's so strong, way stronger than I am. Um, I, I could, I could not imagine that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a, it's weird because I'm like, I'm a private person, but I'm not, I'm down to talk about anything, but I don't think I need to like keep a video diary of my life every day, you know? Cause that's just, it opens you up to so much criticism and people Mm -hmm. feeling like they own a part of you. Whereas what I'm trying to do act is I'm, I'm always going to kind of be safe behind something else, which is, which is the character, which is the story. And it has nothing to do with me. Right. I was going to ask you, yeah, why don't you post on social media? Cause I was looking, you have like, you have pretty good engagement. And I you've do, only, yeah. I was like looking to see how many times you posted this year in mm-hmm. like the six months. You've only posted like nine times. Mm-hmm. And is that part of the reason you just don't? Yeah. It's so crazy because before I had, I mean, not that I have that many eyeballs, but, um, before I had, when I had like 10,000 followers, my Insta- I was always posting. I had so much fun with it. I was mm-hmm. always making jokes. My Instagram was like really great. Uh, I love your captions. Soon- They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I kept that. Yeah, They're really yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, as soon as people started paying attention and having opinions, it just, I don't know. It made me withdraw. But don't you think people will have opinions when you're acting? Say you book totally. a huge movie. Totally. There's going to be major critics. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be my, about my craft, which is probably even 
harder it's going to be even harder yeah. than what people think about me because i know who i am you know but mm -hmm. like everyone has imposter syndrome You're like oh am i a good actor am i not a good actor blah, blah blah um i think i just think it's gonna be a, a different ball game because you have that that shield mm -hmm. that armor how's the acting worked out for you so it's, far while you've been I out mean, here because it's interesting because like for me for example it's I walk in the room and it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm being pitched as, oh, this is a social media influencer. He has a following uh -huh, totally. and that plays a part in if I get the role or not, yep. you know what I'm saying? Which fucking blows yep. because it shouldn't matter, you yeah. know? And I know that a lot of modeling agencies even ask like first question, how many followers do you have? And yeah. I, and I think that that's really, really dumb. It doesn't like, however many followers you have doesn't apply to your skill as like an actor. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. it just like, that's a like social media and followers is either you're really good looking or you are really good at business and like growing a following, you know yep. what I'm saying? So that has nothing to do with acting. So, but I know it like comes in the back end, like, Oh, we want you to promote the movie. How many eyeballs can this person bring? Who's going to watch it? Um, what's the process been like for you? Someone who doesn't really have, have that huge That's social so, media following. Yeah. It's so interesting <clears throat> to see an influencer's perspective on the industry because you guys are expected to do these other weird things that some, an unknown mm -hmm. wouldn't. I mean, um, it, it really is such an interesting process for me because I felt like the first two years of me in LA were just like, if I have representation, cause I did, um, I, you know, I don't know, not that these are huge things, but with, when I first moved to LA, I booked, I booked a movie, uh, Arsenal with John Cusack and Adrian Grenier and Nicolas Cage, um, that I got cut, that I got cut out of. Oh, so you were in it I and you still, went. But I, yeah. yeah, I when I was in, it I was still in, counts as your IMDb, I was in right? Biloxi, Mississippi, for two weeks shooting, and it was like such a cool experience. And you know, you get cut out of the movie, but that happens to everybody. It happens. But it got me my SAG card, and it got mm -hmm. me a, a representation, which was like a really small agency, mm -hmm. um, which were two. How'd huge you book that first movie? Things um, and a producer that I met in New York through one. I like literally just cold emailed him like, this is my dream. I'm so sorry. This is so weird. I'm sure you got so many of these. And he's like, all right, come, come and read for something. So I read for it and I got it. Wow. You took a shot. Yeah, I took a shot and it worked out. Um, it, uh, it, what that movie did was get me my SAG card. Mm -hmm. Like I said, which some people like you have to put yourself in perspective. Like I meet little like actors every day that are like, yeah, it took me, seven years to get a SAG card. I'm not even SAG. Are you not? No. I've been in three movies. I'm SAG, SAG eligible. Then you're SAG eligible. Then you should yeah. join. Yeah. It's really tough if you're not SAG and, and people struggle for a very long time. Mm. So that was like a big win right off the cuff. And then... Basically, guys, if you're listening and you don't really know, SAG is what? Screen Actors Guild? Yeah. And it's a union. It's a union. And a lot of jobs out here, you have to be SAG. Almost everything. Yeah, to be even in music videos, in any movie, TV show. I don't know why. I don't really know the logistics um, on it, but. Because the union protects you. Whereas oh, okay. before, um, like people weren't getting their um, residuals correct. Like there's mm -hmm. just so many layers to it. And you get health insurance, which is amazing. Oh, that's so Really oh, amazing. Maybe I need to get SAG because yeah. I'm on my mom's health insurance. Uh, and when I turn when, 26. When you turn 26, that's what I'm yeah. on my dad's. And I'm so <laughs> grateful that I have SAG 
because I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll just go straight into the side. Adulting. <laughs> Adulting. Isn't it crazy? Uh, what it you sucks. have to think about. <laughs> um, but uh, and then and then I got like a, you know, a small agency who booked me on Criminal Minds, which I didn't get cut out of. It It was actually a, a pretty good role. And it was that's fun. sick. What did you do on that role? Um, I was kidnapped and beaten and saved by the FBI. It was, it was a cool episode. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. to send me it. I want to watch it. I will. I will. I didn't it's know you were into acting. How did you? <laughs> you didn't, obviously didn't watch my show. Um, <laughs> I, I don't go on Snapchat, to be truthful. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I feel like I missed that wave. Like it was it was a cool thing for me in high school. And then I just stopped using it. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. I use, still use it. It's I a mean, younger thing. I, I thought. I thought it was like a younger thing, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I use it as like a newspaper. I don't use it as social media. I watch, I like, I'm, that's my Twitter. I use Twitter as my news. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I watch, uh, you know, the M there's like an NBC news thing and there's a daily mail thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's the only, if I don't like go on Snapchat to send my friends Snapchats, uh-huh, interesting. I go over and I look at the news and like, I'll watch like the rundown or something like uh-huh. the quick five minutes. Rundown. Yeah. Mean, yeah I was mean, on the rundown. The rundown was so much fun to do. That's sick. Yeah. Doing press for the, for the snap show. They put me on the rundown. It was really, really fun. Um, so have you had any other acting roles? Okay. So that, that was my, that was my story was that the first two years in LA, it was just like, you know, I got signed to a little agency and then I was just like, you know, the, the auditions were few and far between, which if you're, an actual actor Mm -hmm. you should be going out a lot you know and that only comes with being legitimately represented and i went on so many meetings and they were like you're so amazing and we know you're gonna make it but like we don't know what to do with you (laughs) and that's the catch-22 of la it's if you're not somebody you won't get signed but they but you can't be somebody until you get signed yeah so i was just in a rock and a hard place for two years just like trying to get represented trying to get represented and then you know Thank God this Snapchat thing came along and I was able to get really amazing representation, WME and um, my manager now, who have changed my life for sure. Now I'm now I'm like an actual actress that like goes out pilot season was insane, but it's really tough. That was another layer that was like two years. I was just fighting for representation. Then I got the representation. Then I started going out and then I was like, oh, my God. Everyone tells you the rejection sucks. You don't know how bad the rejection sucks. That's why, I mean, I obviously I want to be an actor as well. And I go Uh out for auditions. The hardest part about being an actor is getting so close to the finish line so many times and not getting the role. And that's why I love my job because it's like everything is in my fucking hands. Exactly. Like if I want to put out a video it's up to me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Versus acting. It's everything's out of your hands. Out of your hands. Yeah. Uh, completely you could, out of you your You could hands. be the best person in the room, but you got blonde hair, so you're not getting the role. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You could be the best person in the room, but he's got more followers than you. Like, being an actor. There's so many uh, variables. Variables. Yeah. Being an actor is like being in love with someone who doesn't know you exist. That's what it is. That's a good analogy. That's what it is. And then when they find out you exist, they still don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Story it, of every life. It really, it really, really is. And it's the toughest thing I've ever had to do. But 
But how do you deal with that mentally? For example, you because you just fucking. So why want do you it. why why do you think you can put up with that? The rejection of like you're not good, feeling like you're not good feeling enough. Feeling like you're not good enough. But why can't you put up with the people in fucking I, Wisconsin saying that <laughs> you don't look good today? You don't, <laughs> isn't it funny how my brain works? I'm yeah. such a fucking psychopath. Well, I'm just trying to open it up and let you yeah, like, see no, the same totally. And it's and it's only because I know for a fact that this this acting thing. Like you said, there's so many variables and it really has nothing to do with you or your talent. A lot of the times it's behind the scenes. It's political from what I understand. It's um, emailing a producer and saying, hey, I want a role. Literally like yeah. that. That exists. I know a lot of people that get roles because they know someone. That's because they know the someone. Yeah. It's who you know. It's, you know, I feel like when I went out for pilot season and I've never auditioned more in my life, um, it was... I, I'm not Hispanic looking enough and they, you know what I'm Hispanic so I'm going out for Hispanic yeah. roles but I don't really look like a Hispanic mm-hmm. and there's so many things that have that go into what do you typically get casted as because you are Hispanic what do you what is a role that you fit open ethnicity okay okay open ethnicity so you could play white you could play anything. Hispanic yeah anything I, I mean I feel like I could go you could go European I, go I feel Middle like Middle Eastern yeah. I could go yeah, any of those yeah. things um, but it can't be just like a, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pitch it over myself. <laughs> um, but it's just really what it comes down to from what I can understand is that if you don't fit the image of what the writer, director, producers had in their head for that role, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're the best, but if a girl I think they know. In, they, they the second know. you walk in the door, they if know you get the it. second yeah. you walk in the door. Yeah. They know the second you walk in the door. So that really does help me that it's just like one day I'm going to walk in that door and I'm going to be right for it. Yeah. yeah. Really, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I can work at and it's something that I can get better at. And it's like, a like, you know, I think that acting is more, more of a craft than an art. Mm-hmm. I think the arts and writing. Um, so that's, that's, something that also helps me too you know mm-hmm. i can i can just keep getting better but i can't keep getting better for that girl in wisconsin she's gonna hate me forever <laughs> how, how do i deal with that i don't know maybe fly her out and have a talk with her <laughs> <laughs> have a talk with everyone yeah. who hates me on the internet yeah exactly all right well i've actually never done this but i just drank a full coffee and, and a water i have mm-hmm. to go to the restroom so we're gonna take a break for like <laughs> <laughs> like for you guys no seconds but for me like two minutes two all right <laughs> oh feel better i feel so much better rookie i could have another move. 45 minute conversation what rookie move dude. i know rookie well move. i drank a whole water i drank a whole americano i'm half a bottle of wine and i'm sitting pretty i know i broke the seal fuck i'm <laughs> so <laughs> um so we were talking about acting where do you see the future of acting versus social media because you know, it's interesting because all of the social media stars want to be actors, right? They want to be yeah. traditional, but right. everyone else in America wants to be a social media star. So interesting. And I think for me, I think social media has become the new traditional, like in my opinion. Yeah, I, I disagree. You disagree? Why? I mean, I asked my, before I came here, I asked my manager, I said, hey, do um, casting directors ever ask for my following? And she said, never. But I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like, the new media is social mm-hmm. media. Like, oh. that's the standard now, in my opinion. Um. Like, I would say, walking down the street, Logan Paul versus 
Tom Cruise. More kids are going to run up to Logan Paul than Tom Cruise. Totally. Totally. I think I agree with you. I think and which is why, you know, I was like super stoked to do the Snapchat show, which is because you're on the forefront of something completely new yeah. and groundbreaking. Snap is the first uh, platform to do original content in terms of shows, you know, um, I I definitely agree with you. I guess part of me wants to disagree just but then you think of, you know, 50 years ago, how people viewed TV. Mm-hmm. People viewed TV as like movie actors were like, oh, gross TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas I feel like traditional actors right now are like, oh, gross. Social media stars. They don't know how to act. Exactly. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ew. Will, There's a stigma. One day they they collide. I think that's already happening. I think the Netflix originals. I think yeah. the YouTube originals. Will Smith's a YouTuber now. Zac Efron's a YouTuber. Yeah, 100%. But I... Can you name one influencer that's like a really good actor? I can't. That's become an actor. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not going to say any names, but I've seen the I've seen influencers that I've seen their movies because I've just been curious. Mm -hmm. No one's broken out. I cannot tell you one of them is a good actor. No, no one's broken out in terms of acting. Yes, they've broken out in music. Bozzy used to be a Viner. Okay. And he was a YouTuber. Uh Uh, Sean Mendez was a Viner. Uh Look at Sean Mendez. There's definitely your anomalies where they've broken out of the mold. And look at Bozzy. Bozzy was huge on Vine and did YouTube, and then he just went silent. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he comes out with Mine and Beautiful, and he's this big mega star. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still capable of happening, but I think it has to be a Bozzy scenario where you kind of like give up social media and go full blown, like, I want to be an actor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like take acting classes, go to improv and really dedicate your time and energy to that. Because for me personally right now, I cannot balance that. You know, my job is these podcasts, uh, vlogs, Instagram, all these things. I don't. And, and I'm taking piano lessons. Like I do music as well. I'll show you some, show some of my songs. Ooh, um, music. Little teaser there, guys. I got a few songs. Who knows when they'll be released? We're still working that out. <laughs> Um, but for me, my schedule is so crazy. It's like, it's hard for me to dedicate a hundred percent to acting. So for example, when I go out on a roll, it's like, I got to rely on just like me, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, and I was doing during pilot season, I did do one-on-ones with an acting coach. Uh-huh. Um, but it's hard cause it's like, and especially during pilot season when it's like audition, so audition, audition, like five in a week, so many. you know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's super overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I was when I, I went on in pilot season last year when I was with CAA and I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, like I would finish a role or an audition and I'd be like, Oh, thank God it's over. And then mm-hmm. my, I get an email, you have one tomorrow. And I'm just like, yep. Oh my God. Yeah, like, same with me. And I was then it was like, I don't even want to, yeah, I was going crazy. I was like, Oh my it became, God. It got to the point where I didn't even want to do it. It was yeah, so me too. much and stress. This is what I want. This is my, dr- like, this is the only thing that really fucking fires me up. And like, there was a point during pilot season that I was just like, there, there's only so many people that you can hold in your head at once without mm-hmm. being committed. Yeah. You know, and that's what you're doing when you're doing pilots and you're like, you are creating all of these people to come to life for a casting director. And then they're going to tell you, no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Holding all of that in for, for what, two months that it, that pilot season goes yeah. on for. It's really tough. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really tough, but it's just like, it's one of the most invigorating things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Well, aside from acting and all this work that we've been talking about, what do you Uh like to do as hobbies? 
What do you like to do surf. for fun? I surf. Oh, you surf? That's why I go down in Laguna, yeah. Oh, nice. I surf a lot. Um, I have a dog. I have a 100-pound dog, and we do wow. lots of stuff together. He's the best. That's also another reason why I love LA so much. It's like, you can't have a dog like that in New York. It'd mm. be terrible. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I write. What? Poetry? Just no, journal entries? Uh, like, uh, you know, pilots and stuff. Oh, okay. One day I'll be... Just something light. You know, I yeah. just write scripts and scripts, shit. Scripts, but I'm not ready for for them to be out in the world and mm-hmm. be ripped apart. So it's just, a, it's just a me thing right now. One day I will be. One day, I, I don't think I'm good enough right now to, you know, go that route. But that's also another thing that I think is available to us now, which wasn't for a long time, was that you can just, like, write your own thing and make it. Look at Lena Dunham, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really crazy. If you want to, my friend Rami Youssef. Didn't she start on YouTube? <laughs> or who what's, what what show is she on girls she wrote girls did she start oh my I'm god i'm pretty did sure just, i'm just pretty like, sure they laugh? started off as sketches on youtube really i know high maintenance did on hbo high maintenance not youtube vimeo high maintenance is that started on is vimeo. she in that too uh no high maintenance is ben sinclair started on started on vimeo actually i have a social media star that's made it big as an actor who i wouldn't say huge as an actor but jimmy tatro I don't know who that is. He was a YouTuber. Okay. And he has... Do you, did you see that? Nash Greer, too? Uh, he, he's been... I don't think he's a big actor. Is he not? I don't he's know. He's not modeling. Yo, what was that movie where the, the dudes drew dicks all over the... And, like... The Jimmy Tatro one on Netflix. Do you know? Anyways, he's got two movies on Netflix on originals that he wrote. Interesting. Um, okay. He's Good been in him. yeah. He's been in some major movies. King Batch. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, he's been in several Netflix originals. Um, wait, what was I looking up? Oh, I wanted to look up Lena Dun. Was it how do you spell her name? Lena Dunham. L e n a d u n h a m. Yep. You. I think she used to do YouTube videos. I hmm. just I just don't believe you. I know that some show that is out. Used to be a YouTube show. Good for you. And then it became a show. Anyways. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, but like you said, you can write your world. own thing. You could start your own show. Like there's a guy on SNL that used to do YouTube videos and now he's on yeah. SNL. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think everything is, is going there at some point, but I'm just going to keep it to myself for right now. Dope. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you for having me. I'll let you guys know how our 8.30 a.m. coffee date goes. Oh, my I'm God. glad that I know her hobbies now. Maybe we can go surfing, shred the nar <laughs> catch some waves. We'll see you guys. But that's going to do it for this episode of Living Large. And I'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. 
What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.